In a world where people strive to conquer the digital landscape, the best leaders are moving forward and planting flags. This is the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, where you can hear about the thrill of digital victory and the industry's best guidance on how to win with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. I'm going to say something that I almost never say. In fact, I, I I think I've never said this. But I'm going to say a welcome to episode number 38 of the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast right here on the Oil & Gas Global Network, the largest and most listened to network of podcasts for the oil and energy industry. Now, some of you are saying, we've heard you say that a hundred times, but but if you notice, the thing that was different was I said, welcome to episode 38. And the reason I, I never say that, um, well, one, one reason is because this is the only episode 38, but the reason why I never say um, the, the episode numbers, because most of the time I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know for sure exactly what episode it's going to be. Um, and besides, who cares? But uh, in this case, uh, I do know that it's going to be 38. And, um, and so I wanted to say that. And, uh, be, and I also, you know, I was thinking about what makes the number 38 so special? Now, some of you, the math nerds out there are going, oh, it's a, uh, well, it's not a prime number, but it's a, it's a semi-prime number. That's what it is. Uh, 37. 37 would have been the, the prime number last episode. Anyway, I don't know what that matters. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the gun enthusiasts are thinking of a 38 special, um, and the classic rock enthusiasts are also thinking of 38 special. Um, uh, anyway, uh, the, the important thing about 38 is, uh, well, really, there isn't, there isn't anything important, except that we are getting closer and closer to 52, which is an important number, because when we get to 52, that means that, uh, that the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast will have completed its first year in existence. Now, um, the reason why we started the show is because uh, as kind of a spinoff of the tech show um, is because we wanted to have more space to talk uh, about not just about you know the technology itself but about how people are making progress um, you know in in their digital transformation uh, initiatives people in this industry and um, and you know, and and how they're saying, you know, basically tell the stories of of real world people getting digital done. And part of the part of the instigation for that was um, that let's see. So we started this a year ago. So it was it was early twenty twenty, and um, and yeah, it, you know, I kind of I, I I would see a lot of okay. Let me, I'll put this in the most most frank way possible. I uh, I got tired of reading articles that kept saying that oil and gas is not making enough progress in digital transformation. And, and I thought, okay, first of all, we, we are making progress. Now, if it was, if it was 2018, then I could say, yeah, you know, we've, we've been kind of like fiddling around with this for a year now and we need to be making more progress. But by 2020, we were making progress. And, but, but the reason why it seems like we're not um, sometimes is because it is such a large complex, you know, problem. I mean, they, I mean, we could go off and do a whole episode on this about why the oil and gas industry is not, uh, it, it's, it, why it's hard 
to transform things wholesale uh, because of the, the, the technical aspects and the complications and the size and the right, all of that. Um, and people outside the industry don't oftentimes have an appreciation for that. Even people inside, because, you know, if you're, if you're oftentimes, if you work in, if you work in upstream, you really don't, yeah, you don't necessarily know what happens in downstream or midstream or even within a particular sector, even within upstream, if you're, you know, um, if you're in, in, in drilling and completions, uh, you know, other areas, you may not, you may not have a full appreciation for what goes into, um, into a seismic, uh, survey and how it gets interpreted and things like that. So, um, so it's, so it's hard to appreciate sometimes. Um, however, a lot of these articles were written by people that I, I would I would say that ought to know better because because they're they're uh, they're big consulting firms, they're big think tanks, right? Research companies, whoever it is, and and the and I used to be in that world, and uh, and I might still I might be in that world again. <laughs> Who knows? But. Um, even they should, they do, they understand, they understand the size and the complexity and, and the difficult challenge. Um, so I was, I was a little bit, I just got tired of, of, of this kind of criticism. Um, and don't get me wrong there, there, it, it wasn't, it, it was warranted in some ways. Uh, but I think there was kind of an underappreciation for the problem at hand. So we started this show and as a way to say, look, here are some stories of people who um, are realizing their digital ambitions in a big way and having a big impact on the business. And so we've tried to do that. Um, hopefully you've heard some stories uh, like that, or you've got some guidance and help on how to, how to push your stuff forward. So I thought, um, so I thought today this would be an interesting time because it is still the beginning of the year. It's January. Um, and I thought it would be fun to just look and see what does the world say about oil and gas and digital transformation today compared to what it was before? So, so, so if you were to have uh, done an internet search a year ago um, and you said, and you looked for oil and gas digital transformation, what you would have seen is uh, a, a number of, of different papers and articles and stuff that would come up. And they all kind of had this common theme about, about um, you know, need to make more progress, need to make more progress. So what do we see today? So I went to my, uh, so I've got my trusty iPad Pro here and I did a search. Now I have to confess, I am using, I'm searching using DuckDuckGo uh, instead of the one that everybody typically uses because um, I don't know, I, I just like, uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, I kind of like the results better. It just seems to have less junk at the top. So all of the, the different ads and things that, you know, and all the, all the, what do you call it when you buy an ad against somebody else so that when you search for their thing, you know, when somebody runs an ad and they search for your thing and instead you see their thing. Anyway, for whatever reason, DuckDuckGo, I'm trying to just get to the real stuff and past all the noise. So the very first thing that comes up um, <laughs> actually is an ad, but uh, it's the only one. It's the only one. It's the only first ad. And it says, and this is from Aviva um, of all places. Now, I'm pretty sure that uh, even though they had ambitions a year ago, had you uh, had you searched for digital transformation in oil and gas, uh, you might not, Aviva might not have been the first thing that you saw, but I know that they were, they were hard at work on a lot of this stuff. And uh, because I was actually a couple of years ago was working with somebody who was working with them. And I know that they had, um, that they've been working hard. So Aviva and, and what they are, uh, 
what they are advertising here, and this is not a commercial for Aviva, um, but uh, is Digital Twins. <laughs> Lo and behold, Digital Twins, which we've been talking about on this show, as you know, and on and on the tech show, we, we talk about Digital Twins a lot, not because we, we can't think of anything else to talk about, and not because Digital Twins need explaining over and over again. Uh, there was a time when per- perhaps that was true. But the reason why we, uh, why we keep talking about Digital Twins is uh, because we're really we're really looking at where they show up in the industry, because um, we've gotten beyond the point. Uh, and, and and we were just talking about this on, on a recent episode. I can't remember which one or which show is on. And we've talked about it a couple of times. So we're we're beyond the point of 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 what is a digital twin and is it really a real thing and does it really have value? Um, to now we're at the the place of well, where are all the where are all the different kind of scenarios, the use cases, if you will, where a digital twin of some sort could be useful um, in in the industry. And what we're finding out is everywhere. So, um, I mean, just every, they're just showing up everywhere. And if you don't believe me, go back and scan through the recent episodes of, of Digital Doers or the tech show. But, um, uh, and this one, so this one is Aviva, and, uh, and they're talking about their uh, digital twins for um, for uh, for production operations, and of course, it's all about redu- reducing costs and you know uh, reducing risk and improving profitability and things like that. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to get into what it is. But that, I was I was it was interesting that that was the first thing that showed up. The second thing is from. Um, from my good friends at Deloitte. Um, and Deloitte has been writing on digital transformation and oil and gas ever since their Bites and Barrels uh, paper that came out, I think, in 2017. And, uh, you know, they may perhaps have been in the camp of, of saying we need to do better and uh, we need to make more progress. And they were, and they were probably, in 2017, they were certainly right about that. But the interesting thing is, and they still, the link that, that comes up goes to their Bites and Barrels paper. If you've never read that, even though it was written in 2017, it's pretty good. Uh, just go to, you know, search for Deloitte Bites and, or Deloitte Digital Transformation Oil and Gas versus paper Bites and Barrels. And it was a pretty good uh, assessment of the landscape in 2017, which really is, um, you know, 2017 is really the year that this industry started to treat digital transformation as something more than just a buzzword. It began to, began to get serious at that time. So it's a good read. The interesting thing that I see here is that in their little, so they still have the, the icon of the, the cover of, of the paper. Um, it still looks the same, I guess. Uh, it's from their Deloitte Insights um, uh, series. Uh, however, in the abstract that says what this paper is about, uh, it now has this statement. Uh, well, it says, uh, it, first it says industries are embracing technology to reshape their blah, 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 and do all these things. And then it says, the oil and gas industry is not a stranger to this, this idea of embracing technology. The oil and gas industry is not a stranger to this and is progressing towards a digital maturity. There you go. We are progressing even, even from, from, from the, from the lips of, it's not that really the lips, but anyway, from, from Deloitte, who once said that we needed to make more progress. It is so nice to see that they now are acknowledging that we are making, in fact, not only are we making progress, but we're moving toward digital maturity, uh, which, which is a huge, I mean, and that's just, 
it's just in a couple of years. So that, that is fantastic. The next thing that comes up is Cognizant. So another big, uh, big consulting firm, although, although Deloitte is, you know, I mean, there's lots of overlap, but we, when we think of Deloitte, we think of kind of management consulting and think tank kind of stuff. And Cognizant, I think more of, um, you know, technology and implementation, although I'm sure there's somebody at Cognizant who's cringing when I say that, but, um, so the next thing is, this is number three. Number three that comes up, Cognizant. What is oil and gas digital transformation? And, um, you know, uh, I haven't actually looked at this article, or I don't even know. It doesn't, it's hard to say because it, I don't know when it was written. Um, but it does say a new wave of technological change is transforming the oil and gas industry. I'm guessing this may perhaps be old. I want to I wanna really encourage... Anybody out there who writes this kind of content for consulting companies or software companies or whatever it is, if you're writing this kind of like industry observation insight type of content, this like thought leadership type of stuff, which is fantastic. It's really good. Put dates on it because it's really hard sometimes. And and just because, and don't be afraid that people are going to see that it has an old date and they're not going to read it. That's not necessarily true. Um, and I know that people like their web content to be evergreen, but, but um, but it's not evergreen because because things do change and we can read this and we can see that it's not really current, but you don't have, if you had a date on it and it said 2018, I'd say, ah, okay, this is what things looked like in 2018, but now it just looks old. So um, no, no, nothing, nothing against Cognizant or the marketing folks over there, but this is just my advice. And, you know, I could, I could be wrong you because I'm, I am not necessarily in that business, but it'd be nice if we could see. Uh, so see, I've already dismissed that article because it sounds old and um and i'm uh, moving on okay number four one two three four uh digital transformation in oil and gas by pwc another big consulting firm so obviously if you look if you search for nothing else but digital transformation and uh oil and gas the consulting firms would really like to get your attention now the pwc website they've got you go to, they have a whole page, digital transformation in oil and gas, and there's a photo of a drone. So, um, so obviously the cool kids are in charge over at PwC. Um, so yeah. Okay. This is fairly current. And, um, let's see, what do they say about us? Uh, oil and gas companies had faced formidable challenges to their efficiency, sustainability, and profitability before COVID-19. Yes. Isn't that something that you've heard me say many times, which is, even before the year of 2020 and even before like right like right before the covid panic started there was something else that happened in the industry between russia and saudi arabia and all of that um but even before all of that there were um there were real challenges that we were dealing with and, and were the reasons why even 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 past 2014 and 2015 we were still dealing with things and that is why digital transformation has progressed to the way it has. Um, uh, let's see. I don't th let's see if they have anything else interesting to say. That's going to be it. That's all. I'm, uh, but um, it's nice to see that I was, I was right, at least according to PwC. Um, and after that, we have, uh, oh, the Denver SPE group. Uh, okay, good. So now we've got, so we've gotten through the, the, um, We've gotten through the consulting ads. Well, so we started with Aviva, which is industry. Then we had some consulting, um, not not ads, but consulting uh, websites. And now we're back to the Denver SPE. So we're back to the industry again. And uh, let's see, this is a, a PDF. 
digital transformation of the oil and gas industry. Ah, here's a here's a clever little subtitle: the hope, the hype, the current reality, and the challenges ahead. Now, this was written in 2019. Oh, Jim Crompton. Huh. What do you know? I know Jim Crompton. Or at least I did know him many years ago. Um, that's fun. All right. Well, uh, so this is 2019. This is what it looked like. So uh, data rich, but information poor. Yes, we have talked about that many times on this show, um, that uh, we have lots of data, but we don't have good insights. And But, but, I th- but there again, so we are... How many stories have you heard now on this show or on the tech show about people who are um, bringing new solutions for, um, uh, I, I mean, every every single thing we do is something about getting more insights out of the data that we have. And so uh, back in 2019, oh, the hope. So, so Jim does a nice job here of the what hope this brings us, the improvements in productivity that we can see. He's got lots of charts and graphs, which I'm not going to take the time to digest right now. Um, ah, okay, here's an interesting page. Digital oil field of the future realities. So this is to, this is a, what did I say? July, 2019, January, January. So this is three years ago, exactly. And let's see, let's compare this to what we know now. So he says, Future realities, digital oil field of the future realities. Five myths. First, five myths. Myth, myth. Um, uh, Number one, the digital oil field is mostly about technology. That's a myth. Digital oil field, number two. Number two, digital oil field is an IT thing. Number three, digital oil field is mostly about automation. Oh, it's a lot about automation. I'm not sure where he's going with that one. Number four, operators trust the models asset teams built. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, number five, major capital projects are greenfield opportunities. Okay. This was in 20, January 2019. Now, five truths. Here's what he says is patently true about digital oil field of the future. One, data management is worse than you think. Number one, data man, I gotta say that again. Number one, data management is worse than you think. That, I mean, yes, we we, we talk about that all the time, but uh, I think it's getting, I really do think it's getting better. I think we're getting it figured out. Um, number two, technology capabilities produce, uh, he's got two right, pointing arrows. So I think what he means is like leads to or are the same as maybe. Anyway, technology capabilities, arrow, arrow, deployed technology. Now, I have gone on this soapbox many times where I've said what what you do in the lab, some capability that you create in the POC sometimes has trouble out in the wild, right? Uh, what, what you do in the lab sometimes has trouble circling the globe and getting to the point of deployed technology. In fact, the sponsor of the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, which you are listening to right now, our good friends at Hewlett Packard Enterprise, they, they they know more about this than anybody that I know. Um, and, and, and in fact, we've been, I've had HPE people on the show or maybe on the tech show. I don't know. And, and we've had them on panels and, and, uh, great people, by the way, they're good friends of the oil and gas industry of, of OGGN, but of the industry in general, um, the folks at HPE genuinely want to help this industry, uh, succeed. And they've talked about this, um, you know, six different ways from Sunday where they've said, 
uh, going from some capability that you've created to something that is now deployed and operable and sustainable and, and, and scalable and all of that, right? In all these different environments, whether it's your data center, whether it's at the edge or the cloud or, you know, some remote office, that, that's, that's a whole another uh, piece of the puzzle and and it can't be taken for granted and you need to do it right and so it's nice to see uh three years ago jim said you know what guys just because you made it work doesn't mean that it equals deployed technology number three of the five truths organizational capabilities for digital oil field are more than just strategic staffing numbers, more than just a strategic staffing numbers game. Organizational capabilities for digital oil field are more than just a strategic staffing numbers game. I, I, I guess that's true. I'm not really sure what, he's, what point he's trying to drive home there, but I'm, I'm sure it was relevant at the time. Number four, uh, most folks out there are too busy to listen. That is certainly true. We had we had Maggie Burns from ExxonMobil's XDO group on this show some months ago. And, uh, well, and even before that, we had uh, Rich Copsey and um, uh, <laughs> Ken, Ben, Ben Kennett, Ben Kennett, uh, talking about uh, bringing digital transformation out into operations and, you know, walking into um, uh, some senior operations manager's office and trying to tell them about your new fancy computer ideas doesn't always bring the warmest welcome. And, uh, and they've, they've, they've done tremendous work at that, with that at ExxonMobil. Those stories are amazing here. You should go back and listen to those episodes. But um, uh, yes, people are too busy to listen. That was certainly true three years ago. Um, number five, lessons learned from refining and process industries are hard to transfer. So I, there's probably a backstory to that point. I, I mean, I think I, I can see generally where that's certainly true, but I'm sure that probably hinges on something else that I don't know about. Anyway, Jim Compton, thanks for that. Uh, uh, as you can see, um, we are we are tracking more or less in that direction. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Now, the next the next one that comes up uh, is, well, this looks like a, mm, mm, mm. this looks like one of those websites. You know those websites that have really long URLs, like it's a whole sentence, like like whatever you searched for, suddenly there's, there's a domain name <laughs> and it shows you stuff. I'm gonna skip that one. Uh, and then Do Deloitte comes back with the digital transformation in upstream oil and gas. Let's see if this is a different, does this go to a different page or is it just a link? Ah, this goes directly to their Bites and Barrels article. So just a different link to the same thing. Uh, after that, open text. Open. Now we're still, a, we're still uh, well, I guess we're not really above the fold, but we're still, I don't know, in the first 10 results or something like that. And open text. And I got to tell you, I haven't really, I mean, I haven't even thought about open text for a long time, but they've got a whole uh, paper here. Digital transformation for oil and gas. What's important to the industry? Um, and this is looks old, and uh, they took a survey. Okay, so I, I'm going to say that this is probably from back in the earlier days, where everybody was trying to kind of put their put their flag in the ground somewhere with regards to digital transformation. I don't, nothing really jumps out at me about that. All right. Now I'm going to just, just, just for grins, just for grins, I'm going to switch over from the all results tab to the news tab. And let's see what kind of headlines we have here. Um, uh, okay. First, 
First, we have something uh, on MSN, TechRadar and MSN, shifting the oil and gas industry to a digital-first mindset. That's from 12 days ago, so early January. Uh, for businesses across the globe, digital transformation has epitomized the last decade and has exploded in the last 12 months, accelerated by the pandemic. See, you lost me already. I don't think it has anything to do with oil and gas. Next one. Uh, this is from... Uh, uh, and it just sounded so general. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be so dismissive, but I, I think uh, I think that's just a very general commentary of things that we already know. Technology integration paves way for true. Oh, technology is the, the the category. Integration paves way for true digital transformation. Ah, well, that is that is true. We talk about that. We right. We talk about not just having point solu- digital point solutions, but being able to connect all the the different parts in in the whole in fact uh, uh our friend from kongsberg it was kind of has a soapbox about that um uh hovard Hustensen can talk all about that uh let's see who is this this is uh um i don't know it doesn't really say who it is so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on uh let's see this and that's not really a that's 19 days ago and it's not really a news article it looks like something that's camouflaged as a news article. This looks like a news article. Wintershall implements Icon Sciences Curate to leverage core data, gain digital transformation efficiencies. Um, that looks like, like a press release that says, hey, everybody, we just sold a deal to these guys. Um, let's see. I, you know, I'm. Uh, this is something on LinkedIn, is our mindset ready for digital transformation beyond IoT? Um, yes, I'm going to just say yes to that. Uh, enabling digital transformation. See, these are not news articles. So here's another piece of advice that I have. Um, if you, uh, well, I don't know. I, I understand people need to get their message out there. But, but, when you, but when you release content that's really like, like a like a brochure or a commercial or an advertisement or whatever, and you try to camouflage it as news. I don't know about the rest of you folks, but I don't usually I usually skip over that stuff. I don't. It just doesn't really just doesn't really hit me right. Um, uh, let's see. Ah, thirty one days ago, CIO Magazine data analytics are key to efficiency for Gulf oil and gas sector. <laughs> Yes, there's a saying that I would like to say, but this is a family show, so I will simply say, uh, no kidding. Um, let's see, drone live. Let's see, uh, the Middle East North Africa Financial Network. Digital transformation is biggest priority for GCC CIOs and CTOs in 2022, reveals a Rimini Street survey. Okay, this is kind of interesting. So they're saying that coming into 2022, Digital transformation is the largest, the biggest priority. Um, I don't know. I have to. I have to look at this a little bit more, more uh, closely to see if it's see where they got to. And this is, of course, all in the Middle East. But that is interesting to uh, to know. Um, anyway, uh, we could go. We could go on and on, folks. But I think the point, the moral of the story is that we started this podcast with the intention of um, of kind of showing progress in digital transformation and, um, in, in oil and gas. And, um, and I have to say just based on my, this, you know, I just, I mean, you, you were with me for this. I, I really didn't read any of this ahead of time. You were with me. I searched digital transformation, oil and gas, um, you know, all the results. And then I searched the news and I think, you know, I may be biased because, 
because this is my show. But I think that the stuff that we've covered on this show has given a much clearer picture of what's happening with digital transformation in the real world um, than you're going to find that. I mean, I don't know how long, I, I mean, I guess if I keep scrolling, I may find some, but most of this, uh, I mean, there were some interesting tidbits in there, but um, very glossy, right? It's very, it's like very glossy. And so uh, I guess my advice to you is uh, just, you know, is keep listening, keep listening to this show and, and the oil and gas tech show, because, because, uh, like I said, I'm, um, I, uh, I, and, and I used to say this too, uh, and, and I could be, I could be uh, falling uh, prey to my own bias here because I remember about 20 years ago uh, when the St. Arnold Brewery, well, it started earlier than that, but, but this is, so if, if you've ever had St. Arnold beer, it comes from, from here in Houston and it's probably the original kind of independent brewery. I mean, it was before we even said craft brew and micro brew and what all that and Brock, uh, Brock, I can't think of, I can, well, his last name's escaping me. Anyway, a uh, nice guy here in Houston, graduated from Rice and started up sometime in the late 90s, started up uh, St. Oliver Brewery. And I used to actually kind of, I was, I had a friend, we had a mutual friend, and so we used to hang out together sometimes. And just, just to give him a hard time, uh, because Brock really loved, he was very proud of his St. Arnold beer. Um, he really, he really, really truly believed that it was, it was better than everybody else's. And I guess you need to, right? Like you, you need to have that perspective. So I, I used to, just to have a little fun, I, I used to say, Brock, you know, your beer tastes like everybody else's. It's really, it's really not like, it just, it tastes like beer. It tastes like everybody else's beer. And of course that used to, um, they used to drive him up the wall. Um, so I wonder if maybe, maybe perhaps I'm not thinking the same thing and maybe I'm not falling prey to that, to that same thing where some of you are looking at me, well, you're not looking at me, but some of you are listening saying, um, I hate to tell you this, but like your stuff is the same as, as everybody else's. Everybody's talking about the same things. It doesn't matter. But I really think that just as I look here at some of this, uh, at just what comes up, if you search for digital transformation, oil and gas, even at this, even in this day and age, after, after four years, um, it's, it's remarkable that there's not more real stories. Uh, however, if you come to the Oil and Gas Digital Tours podcast and listen here, you do hear real stories. And so that's really all I wanted to say today. Uh, I actually didn't know how it was going to go when I started, because as I said, I didn't, um, I, I really expected to find maybe some better stuff. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, that is going to wrap it up for today. Thanks again to our sponsor, HPE, Hewlett Packard Enterprise, for uh, making this uh, making this show possible. They sponsor every episode here. And as I as I always, well, you know, I haven't said this as much lately. Because, um, you know, when you do this sort of thing, you, you get certain catchphrases, but then you have to, like, you have to not wear them out too much. Um, but I used to say this a lot, which is that we love our sponsors at OGGM because without them, there is no us. And that is really true. Um, our sponsors, they make it possible. That's where the money comes from. That's how we're able to do this stuff. So, uh, so the only thing we ask of you, faithful listeners, is show the sponsors some love. At least have a look at what they're doing, particularly for HPE. Like, if you have anything to do with digital transformation in your company, then then um, you need to look at, especially if you're in the part of it that involves, like I was saying before, that involves, as, as Jim Crompton said, he said uh, um, that just having the capability is not necessarily deployed technology. If you're involved with that part, that's the part that you need to go talk to HPE about because um, that's 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 where they play. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, 
where was I? Oh, I was wrapping up. Yes. So thanks. Thanks to our sponsor. Thanks to all of, uh, all of you faithful listeners, because we really, uh, we have no purpose if you're not listening. Um, I'm always open to hearing ideas for topics and things that you might want to hear about. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's funny. The podcast world is very silent and, and we all, we all, uh, all of us, all of us podcast hosts at OGGN, uh, we all have the same, we, we would all love to hear from you more. We understand that we're probably not going to, but, but if you ever, if you ever want to just send a, send an email to Michael at OGGN and say, Hey, I'd really like to hear more of this, or I'd like to hear a lot less of that. Um, and, uh, we welcome all the input. Thanks to, uh, speaking of OGGN, thanks to the OGGN team for all the hard work and making us the biggest and most listened to network of podcasts for the oil. Did I say that already? I think I said that already at the beginning. Anyway, the OGGN team does a fantastic job, especially my audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman, who always makes us sound fantastic. And that is going to wrap it up. Just remember, uh, when you hear people, if you ever, if you hear anybody with this notion that we're not making progress in digital transformation, that is when you need to direct them to this podcast so they can hear about how real people are getting digital done. Come back next week for yet another exhilarating expedition into the very real world of the best digital doers in the oil and gas industry. A production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com. (laughs) 